Welcome to the Adaptable Podcast. We're your hosts, Morgan, Anna, Claire, a group of physical therapists and student physical therapists who are dedicated to building a community and breaking down barriers for individuals with disabilities and chronic illnesses who are or want to become a part of our profession. Join us as we embark on this journey and get to know some incredible individuals along the way. Welcome back to another episode of the Adaptable Podcast. Today we have Brooke with us. So welcome, Brooke. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to talk with all of you guys and finally get to meet you on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are in your PT journey? All right. Well, actually, Anna, when we met, I was still a student of physical therapy, actually finishing up my clinical experience. And I have now graduated and actually just passed my boards. So I am now a licensed physical therapist and (laughs) currently looking for a job. (laughs) I'm in the job searching process, (laughs) but very excited to move forward with this next step. Super exciting. Congratulations on passing awards. Thank you. Thank you. So I I interacted with you. I found out a little bit about you on Instagram, but Claire and Morgan don't necessarily know as much about your story. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of disability advocacy and in that realm. Yeah. So I have been a type one diabetic for 16 years now. Um, I will admit that when I was growing up with diabetes, I was not really a great advocate for um, my condition. Um, It's kind of a invisible diagnosis. So I was actually on uh, insulin injections for 11, 12 years of, of being diagnosed. So people had no idea I even had diabetes unless they were in my close friend circle or family members. Um, again, I, I wasn't really an advocate for it at all because I just saw it as a part of me and didn't really think about, um, trying to influence or connect with others. And I started, um, PT school actually, and started learning all these crazy things about the human body and how influential certain lifestyle factors can be like exercise and sleep and nutrition and even stress can be on the human body. And I realized that that can also be implemented in my diabetes management. So I really felt like I wanted to share this with others. And so that's how I started my online platform, Sugar Bee and Me. Um, It was actually during my first year of PT school and um, it's just been an amazing experience ever since. I, I wish I would have started it earlier, but like I said, I, I felt like I, I wasn't that advocate like I am now because I'm very proud to be um, a diabetic, and I'm excited and um, proud to be able to share my education and my experiences with others from all around the world, um, and it's really been a passion of mine for the last couple years and something that I hope to continue for um, actually in my physical therapy career. So I'm excited. You're doing big things. <laughs> We're excited to see where you go with it next. Yeah, thank but you. 
How did you see diabetes affecting yourself in PT school? Oh, that's a good question. So I actually took a gap year between my undergrad and my graduate program. Um, I really wanted to focus on my health and um, do some traveling, have some work experience. Uh, really wanted to make sure I wanted to go into physical therapy before I just jumped right into it. And I'm very thankful I did because during my gap year, I was traveling a lot. I was really not taking good care of my body. And my A1C, my average blood sugar was 10%, which is on average about 250, which is horrible. All of you guys know that that's not a good average to have for diabetes. And I realized that I really needed to make a change in my overall management. So I reached out to my endocrinologist uh, for pump therapy options. Um, he recommended a Medtronic pump that I advocate a lot on my social platform, but it has truly changed my whole management. And my A1C is down to the low sevens now, which I say is pretty good for going through a very vigorous uh, physical therapy program. And um, so that, so my pump has definitely helped me uh, manage, I feel like school as well, because with stress um, <laughs> comes high blood sugars. And so my pumper is able to accommodate for those stresses. Um, also accommodations, I never util utilized them throughout undergrad at all, because I didn't know they were available. And um, I found out about them during my PT program. So that is something that I believe has really, really helped me um, achieve success in my examinations and also really helped me in my national board exam that I just took in October. Because I, of course, had uncontrolled blood sugars and my accommodations definitely helped me, I feel like, be able to, um, to correct and um, modify my, my blood sugars throughout that, so. Kind of going more into the specific accommodations, you mm -hmm. said that your program was actually the ones that, the people that kind of brought it forward. What kind of accommodations were they able to offer you and how did your professors work with you? So my advisor actually is the one who brought it up to me because I was having a hard time with my blood sugars during examinations. And um, I felt like at some times my pumper would be vibrating or would actually go off. It would alarm because my sugars were either too high or too low. Um, I felt like I needed more time because I would go into an examination. My blood sugar would be very low. I would have to quickly just pop some glucose tabs and then walk into my exam. And I was like shaking and couldn't focus, but I had to take my exam. So I actually reached out to her and I was just very upset because I felt like I worked so hard for, to study and to prepare for an exam. And then the day of my blood sugars would just be crazy. And I felt like I completely forgot everything or I would have brain fog or like I said, my blood sugar would go low and you can't focus in that condition at all. So I, I guess I initially reached out to her be just asking for help and what should I do? And she's the one who told me about accommodations and how they are available 
to me um, as a diabetic. And at first I was a little hesitant because the, I had to go through the Disability Resource Center. And I personally didn't look at diabetes as a disability. I didn't really think I needed them, which looking back is just something I had to swallow my own pride about because they have been so helpful ever since. So she helped me get into the Disability Resource Center. Um, I was able to work with a case advisor through them and then she helped me with the necessary paperwork and being able to um, help me throughout that process. And I started utilizing them my last year actually into PT school. And then I was able to have them through my national board exam, which like I said, was very, very helpful. But it was a little bit of a process to get, um, to apply for them and to, to be able to meet with someone who, um, who helped you through to be able to get the accommodations because you also have to get a letter through your doctor and prove that you have <laughs> the condition and um, he also provided certain accommodations that would be associated with diabetes, which was helpful because I didn't know exactly what I was able to have and what I should have. And so my doctor and then that advisor through the Disability Resource Center, they were the ones that definitely helped me through that process. That's awesome that your school was able to work with you so well. We know that that's not always the case everywhere but the fact that your professors, your faculty, and the disability office was willing to really help you out there is wonderful. We always like to hear it. How did those accommodations translate over into the NPTE and getting those filed? Because I know we've got quite a few people that are curious about that. Yeah, so that was again a very new process for me since I've never had accommodations throughout undergrad. Um, so actually when you apply for the MPTE, they have a little section that says, do you need accommodations? And since I already had accommodations through my last year PT school, I was able to reach out to that same resource advisor that helped me throughout my program. And I asked her if she could write me a letter, um, just sharing that I have been using them throughout school this is what I need. And then I also had to have a letter through my endocrinologist also just stating the same thing, saying that this is what she needs for accommodations and, and also just verifying that I do have diabetes. Um, and then you send it off to the federal board of physical therapy and they magically go through everything and then say, okay, you've been approved once you have all the documentation. But they were very, very helpful and throughout the process, um, you know, they were there if I needed to call and ask questions. Um, but really they made it very simple. It was just more of a packet that I just had to fill out and submit to them. And then, like I said, I got an email saying you've been approved and call this number to set up an accommodation um, date for your exam. So I actually took my exam a couple days later than a lot of my classmates because they only had a select amount of rooms for accommodations and due to COVID precautions they were kind of spreading everybody out. So a lot of my classmates took it October 27th and I took mine October 30th because that was the next available accommodations date for me. That is really great information. I know I will be using that in the future and I'm sure 
Morgan as well, since we both have that wonderful NPTE in our future. Yes. So, Brooke, you were lucky enough to have a faculty that jumped right on board in terms mm -hmm. of offering you assistance in getting in and set up with disability services and helping you get those accommodations. But what kind of advice would you have for a PT student or even a pre-PT student who wants to kind of get ahead of the game and already start looking at those options? What advice would you have for them in terms of approaching getting those accommodations and getting set up with their disability services at their school? Yes, great question. I would recommend being an advocate for yourself and reaching out to those faculty members that you trust. Um, for me, it was my advisor. Um, with your program, it might be someone else. It might be a professor. It might be an advisor or it might actually you, it might be you going to the Disability Resource Center yourself with, within your campus. But I believe being an advocate and sharing that this is what you deserve and this is what you need to have an equal opportunity because Again, I didn't know that it was available, so I am very thankful that I had a faculty member that helped me, but that's also why I am being an advocate for others because I want you to know you, you do have this opportunity, you have this equal opportunity, and so you have every right to have this accommodation for you, and I highly recommend it because day of, you have no idea what can happen. And everybody's condition might look a little different for accommodations. Like I said, my advisor through the Disability Resource Center and my endocrinologist helped me decide which accommodations I needed. But again, you know, we go through a lot and it's hard as it is to have the certain condition that we do, but we all deserve an equal opportunity to show our hard work and to prove that we are worthy of the test that we are taking. Love it, love it, thank you. Of course. I have a question as well. So does diabetes ever come up in patient care? Like do you ever share your story with either patients now that you have your license and you're a PT or maybe during clinicals? Like what has your experience been maybe having that influence your patient care? Oh yes, I am a huge advocate for diabetes. Um, you know, you guys will also see a lot of individuals with diabetes in the clinic because it is very common, uh, whether that's type one, type two, gestational, pre-diabetes, um, it is just very, very common. And I, I think it's, it's very, cool that I have a condition where I didn't ask for it. It just happened, but it influences every aspect of my life. And I feel like I'm able to connect with patients that come in that have a similar thing because they didn't ask for it, whether that's diabetes or not, but they, um, you know, they were diagnosed with something and it can be a very confusing and scary time but you're able to also be a resource and an example of how you're living your life and doing things with your certain condition. And so I always connect and I, I get very giddy when I meet someone who's diabetic. And, um, you know, at first I'm kind of, I ease into it because I never know how they're going to feel 
um, about their diabetes, but I always want them to know that they're never alone for one, that I'm always here and I understand what's going on too. Um, and that everything is going to be okay. And we're going to get through this together. And so I, um, I definitely utilize the things that I've learned throughout my years of having diabetes in my patient care. And especially when I work with people with diabetes as well. So I, I obviously work within my scope of practice, but I'm never afraid to give advice or even share experiences um, of my condition because I believe it can help in so many ways. That's very true. Diabetes is everywhere. I have noticed that in my inpatient rotation as well. It seems like every time I'm writing a note in the past medical history, I'm writing yep. diabetes. And it's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's everywhere. So I feel like there's definitely a space for that connection between the patient and the provider. Like, oh, well, look, I'm a patient too. And I, I've experienced some similar things to what you're going through. Like, do you want to talk about it and offering that? to the right. patient, whether they accept it or not, that's still good that you're able to be there if they want that. Right, right. And I've, I've had those talks with individuals who, you know, we have that one-on-one um, where they might get very upset because they're frustrated even being diagnosed with diabetes. And this is something that they don't even come in for initially, but they, um, you know, their emotions come out when when you're working with them. And um, so I, I believe that those patients, they could really use some encouragement and also education. And that's why I really look at my diagnosis as a blessing. And I feel like I've been diagnosed for a reason because I'm able to help others move forward in their diabetes management and throughout that process. So that's something I'm very thankful for. That's one of the many blessings I believe diabetes has given me. That's a really cool way to look at it for sure. So if you were talking to either a pre-PT, an SPT, or a PT, what would your advice in general be for kind of navigating this profession with either a chronic illness or a disability? I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that you really have to take care of yourself because if you are not okay, then you cannot give your patients the full care that they deserve. And that is definitely a humbling thing to realize, but I have had many times where my blood sugar has been low um, and I have to correct or my insulin pump gets ripped out and I have to go put another one in. And, um, you know, those are all things where I'm honest with my patients. Granted, I've had a clinical instructor who has been there to also be there for those emergencies and take over if they need, if they happened. Um, but now that I'm a big girl PT, um, you know, I won't have that clinical instructor there to then take over my caseload. So I feel like that is going to be, um, you know, a learning curve for me but I will have to just be honest with my patients and be prepared and, and have a plan put in place for those random things that happen because we all know that they do happen. And sometimes it's just beyond our control. So I have definitely learned different ways of managing those unexpected moments of happening or that happen. Um, 
And that's not to say that I've experienced all of them because I know throughout my years of being a physical therapist, more will come. Um, but just being honest with patients because you are human and you do have a condition that you are managing. And I believe that they will all be understanding and um, respectful if you do need to take some time for yourself in those moments. So I think that's been the biggest piece of advice because I've always been one that has just worked through having like a low blood sugar. If I'm, if I have a high blood sugar, I'm just, you can't even tell if from the outside. Um, and I realized that that's really not the best way to manage because I'm not giving my patients the best care that they deserve when I'm in that state. So I need to take care of myself first and then I can take care of patients. For sure. I think we have done several interviews in the last couple of weeks and that keeps coming up over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. We all are reaching that point in our life where we realize, wait a minute, we can't take care of patients if we're not taking care of ourselves right. because they're relying on us if we're not okay enough to do a transfer or support them or whatever it is, it's no longer safe. Um, right. And we're not putting any benefit into their care. Exactly. Well, that's all that we have today with Brooke. So thank you so much, Brooke, for agreeing to come on to the podcast and talk with us today. I know I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. If anybody listening to this podcast mm -hmm. is like, man, what she's talking about really resonates with me. Is there a way that they could contact you or reach out to you to like get more tips, advice, just have a conversation? Yes, 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 yes. I'm so happy you asked that. So I mentioned before I have an online platform. It's actually called Sugar Bee and Me. I don't know if that can be typed out somewhere. Um, because it's sugar B with just a letter B, but anyway. Um, and that is my diabetes online platform. Um, there I help with any questions anybody might have. Um, it's also a, a way of educating and um, just spreading positivity and encouragement within the diabetes community. But I'm also so open to meeting anybody. I also have um, individuals who aren't diabetic who follow me and ask questions, um, even regarding accommodations. So I would be more than happy to meet anybody, even a fellow PT student or new grad. Oh, I, I would just be thrilled to meet you. So thank you again for allowing me to mention that. Um, and again, I, I believe that could be somewhere in the footnotes or something, but never hesitate to reach out. I'm always here. Reach out to her. She's amazing. She's <laughs> how I uh, was able to get my accommodations together and was helpful all through the process. And we will definitely make sure that your contact information is in the show notes and in the description so people can find you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Adaptable Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to learn more or be a part of the conversation, you can check us out on our Instagram or Facebook group linked in the description below. You can also contact us via email at theadaptablepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week.